0: Hello everyone and welcome to Rural Spark, the podcast exploring rural innovation in Canada, both social and economic. I'm your host, Helen Murphy. So here's the question for today. Are entrepreneurs in your community coming together to network and innovate? Should they be? In the Bay of Quinte region a few years ago, the answer was no, they're not. And yes, they definitely should be. That was the thinking of business leaders who saw a gap in the entrepreneurial community and innovation in their rural area and decided to do something about it. Together, they established Quintivation, a nonprofit, self-governing organization that operates with a ground-up as opposed to a top-down principle. Its vision is to bring together anyone and everyone who believes in the Bay of Quinte region's bright future and who wants to harness entrepreneurial spirit and talent to spur growth within key economic sectors. The ambitious goal is also to establish the Bay of Quinte region as the benchmark for rural economic development in Canada. We caught up with Ryan Williams, the founding chairperson of Quintivation, to discuss this unique approach to rural innovation, its success so far, and what the future may hold. We're going to talk about Quintivation and the Bay of Quinte region, and for those listening today um, who aren't familiar with this area, can you give us a little bit of a geographical and and uh, maybe uh, a, a brief social demographic picture of what the Bay of Quinte region is?
1: Yeah, so Bay of Quinte region is just in between Toronto, Ottawa, Montreal, uh, and the Bay of Quinte. We have Prince of Burgh County to our south, and a lot of people now are familiar with Prince Edward County. We have Brighton, uh, Kramhe Town to our, our west, and we have Quinte West and Belleville the middle, Nega Mohawk Territory on the east with Napanee, and the, and the north end of our region, Is Highway 7, the Transcain Highway, which has Marmara, Madoc, Tweed, and just in between that, Sterling. So there's about seven municipalities and about 189,000 people, and an hour and a half east of Toronto, three hours west of Montreal, two hours north, uh, sorry, southwest of Ottawa.
0: So um, as we talked about earlier, as an entrepreneur and a community leader, you saw something missing from the Bay of Quinte region, that eventually led to the establishment of Quintivation. So can you tell us a little bit about that gap and, and what you felt was needed to help mobilize the entrepreneurial spirit?
1: Yeah, so a lot of our economic development focus and resources was put to manufacturing, not unlike what we've seen in the belt rest, states of the U.S. and across the world. And what we were really missing here was just more of a focus and an entrepreneurial-driven mandate around entrepreneurship or small business. And we thought at first, uh, the first generation was that it was it was more uh, investment, that we need more angel investors and and more investment into companies. But when we started to put that together, we found that the whole ecosystem was missing. The ecosystem that brings entrepreneurs together, that clusters those entrepreneurs, that looks at acceleration, uh, gives more of that community mindedness to entrepreneurship. And that's where Connovation was born about uh, almost three years ago.
0: So, was there some discussion at that early stage on whether addressing that gap should maybe happen within existing organizations and agencies, which we do see dotted across rural communities across Canada that have some role in economic development, as opposed to creating something new? Was that something that you and others had discussed at the time?
1: Absolutely. And I just came off of, at that point, 10 years' involvement as the chair of Bay Regional Marketing or Bay Tourism. So, I was the chair of Bay Tourism and created another group called Bay 20 Living. Tourism was to get people to visit. Living was to get people to move to get because what we found also in the region, uh, very much like other rural regions, is that we have a, a very low growth rate. We weren't getting people to move. We don't have a lot of immigration. And part of that was working with existing organizations. And I felt the pain of going inside organizations, changing mandates, and getting that to work. It does work over a long period, and it did work. But for this instance, there weren't really any organizations per se that had that specifically on their mandate. There wasn't an organization that represented the whole region. There wasn't a represent, uh, an organization that really focused specifically on entrepreneurs. There was organizations that are led municipally through government that help uh, give resources to entrepreneurs, like a Quinney Small Business Centre, or give uh, funding or loans to entrepreneurs who can't get that at banks, which was our uh, Community Feature Development Corporation's. But there weren't organizations that had that clear mandate for a full region to work on clusters and economic development as a whole, led by entrepreneurs for entrepreneurs. And that's why we decided that this new entity was created. And we did start originally by bringing all the economic development officers together, which is a feat in itself. We did bring 20-so economic development officers from the full region together, and they did agree on a lot of the principles that we started out with. But getting them to a second and third meeting was just part of that lobster boil, the political siloism we see when, when you try to, to and, and see how hard it is just to get everyone around a region to work in existing entities. It, it is a lot of times a, a little easier just to get a new organization started with a new mandate and then bring people in through that.
0: Okay, so sometimes starting with that blank page really can be advantageous, and I guess communities would have to look at their own situation for that. Um, three years in now, how would you describe what Quintivation is? What does it do?
1: So Quintivation's uh, mandate is, is to make the Bay region the most dynamic, rural, innovative region in Canada by 2023. And it does that by clear KPIs, uh, including networking, community-based building, interaction, or a buildup of a base of entrepreneurs and those businesses, and, and then clustering those, those entrepreneurs into subgroups and then accelerating those, uh, those subgroups and, and finding entrepreneurs that want to grow and helping them grow. And the last part, um, which we haven't focused a lot on, but it's still very important in the spectrum, is the exit or succession planning of, of business and how what's the end cycle of that and how do you keep it going and not dying. So that's really what Quotivation does. Um, it's focused really primarily on the acceleration stage because that's kind of the sweet spot where if you're working on businesses some that maybe a year old, some that might be twenty five years old that are willing to grow and by linking up with a with a program called RevUp, which we um, partnered with uh, Accelerate Okanagan and that that we've been been able to help companies grow and and, and that in a community of our size where companies are, are growing in revenue and they're and they're creating jobs that are sixty to eighty thousand that to me is, is something that really um, really resonates within the community and, and shows what the power of entrepreneurship is.
0: Terrific. And it seems to me that one of the uh, key areas where quintivation is different from what we might call more traditional models is in the funding piece. Tell us a little bit about uh, how, how the financial support takes place.
1: Yeah. So talking about you know the, the, the issue with starting new is that you really have to work with with base funding. And what really came from my side and my perspective and what we were working with is is the definition of of investment and building business in the region and that definition of outside investment and, and marketing. We're a lot different from from other organizations because we started anew and, and we and we were working on a different piece of the puzzle that really we see different examples of, but not the same example. In the region, the biggest difference in Bay of 20, is that We started with Bay Quinty Tourism, and then we merged with what was called Bay Quinty Living to a new organization called the Bay Quinty Regional Marketing Board. That was funded through uh, not just tourism and hotels, but also through developers and realtors and, and uh, home builders, which is, uh, as far as we know, the only model in Canada and some of the only ones in North America that have merged because of the necessity in rural to, to be more competitive and to work with, with scarce resources, we merged those entities together to a, a, a bay County regional marketing model. What this model added when we brought into business and investment attraction is also still looking at that tourism entity, what we call place-based tourism, and the need to get investment and eyes on the region. So when we funded Quinovation, it became that third pillar of what we're funding for tourism and for population growth. And so we added one percent on our hotel rooms, which we define as place-based tourism marketing. So marketing that draws entrepreneurs in those clusters uh, to our rural-based brand, and that's where a lot of the money came from. We did get also a, a stack of money from uh, what's called CEDP, which is Community Economic Development Program through Northumberland CFDC. So this is federal money. Uh, in that first year, it did help. We did we did get one hundred twenty-five thousand dollars. That did uh, help. They help launch that organization. But the future of the organization, uh, besides working with FedDev on on mandates because they haven't had them in Canada yet, that focus primarily on rural innovation. Uh, besides that plot we're also looking at what we do is a, a lot of private investment. And private investor, we have what we're called founders or altruistic members of of the region who who believe in in growth of entrepreneurship and small business as as some of the backbone of this economy. And what they do is they do sponsorships into the organization, into Quinnovation, into Bay of Quinny. And what they get back is we do a lot of marketing. So we do podcasts. We do a lot of, uh, of, of content on our, on our radio. We do pitch nights. We do events, a lot of beer nights and, and uh, coffee mornings with entrepreneurs. And so that's the exposure we're able to get back as that organization. And that's how we're generating our funding.
0: So it sounds like it's okay. You you can put in models where you're asking for the money, but of course, you. it seems like Quintivation has a real, um, feels that obligation to deliver, right? If That's people right. are putting their money in front, you're going to have to deliver results for them and have things for them to do. Um, you mentioned there uh, this emphasis on networking opportunities, which I think is really important for Quintivation. And also, I think the Quintivation approach seems to be to ensure that there's some fun involved. How important is that?
1: It's incredibly important. You know, I think entrepreneurs, most times, people would think the only thing they need is money. Or funding, which is simply not true. Entrepreneurs, for the most part, need networking. They need connections with other skill sets. they need to find teams in, in order to, to build their business. And that's what's really important and really fun about the networking part is not only do you get to get people together in clusters and they're learning from each other, but you know they're, they're like-minded. They've got drive, they, they, they really spark off each other. And that's been something that's been incredibly rewarding to see when, when we get people together, especially when we hosted what was Canada's first Rural Innovation Summit here in Belleville in, uh, in the past uh, two months. And it was fantastic.
0: And terrific. And I did want to, that's how I first came across uh, Quintivation, was reading about this Canadian Rural Innovation Summit. And, and I think it was kind of one of a kind. I don't know if there's plans for it to happen again. Can you give us a little bit of an introduction to what, I think it was a two-day event, what exactly took place and, and why you folks took that on?
1: Well, yeah, it was it was really important to to focus on what we call rural innovation because when we define it in our mandate, you don't really see it a lot across across the country. There's the Rural Canadian Institute. Uh, there are other organizations that focus on this, but there wasn't really a a collection of those agencies or or entrepreneurs together to really celebrate it and speak about the challenges of it. So that's where that, that came up from as, as one of the ways we're marketing what we're doing and what we're trying to do for Coinnovation was to do a summit and see the interest for uh, getting organizations and like-minded individuals together. And we had it in, I'm trying to think now, I think it was November. It was a whirlwind because I just won an election in October. Everything's been crazy. It was It was November 20th, 21st, I believe. It was two days. And what we modeled it off of in terms of programming, uh, which is a great summit, was the Acceleration Summit that Accelerate Okanagan does every year, either in Vancouver or Kelowna, and we've been to two of those. And what it's really focused around, one is on fireside chats and speakers on different topics, and then uh, what they have is, it was called in in, uh, in Vancouver when they did it on marketing, where we have different sessions where you have speakers that you can spe- see for 15 minutes, whether it be a business plans or marketing or working with government or or funding organizations. And everyone who attends that organization has a chance either to participate or to learn. And it was really great. We had some keynote speakers that came in uh, and also were part of it. Amber Mack was one who spoke about just entrepreneurship in general, and she's been very successful in her work. Uh, We had a couple other great speakers, and it was just a great time to bring People together to talk about rural innovation, what's happening in different communities, and really just about the future of what innovation and entrepreneurship can be in rural across of all of Canada.
0: Terrific! It does sound like a great initiative. Um, you mentioned that magic word election in there, and there was uh, elections not too long ago, which brings me to the point about you all also being a municipal councillor in Belleville. How important do you feel it is for municipal governments to support and be engaged with these kinds of efforts?
1: I think it's really really, and it's valuable and it's very important, um, but it's also very important to know what role they can play and what role they do play. And a lot of times what municipalities need to do is be the cheerleader for entrepreneurship and innovation instead of acting as the main funder, as, instead of actually creating jobs, because opposed to 100 years ago where governments did create jobs, governments don't create jobs. They can create the atmosphere and the culture in which jobs can create, and entrepreneurs create jobs. And a lot of times, like we've stated, they just need more networking, they need more support, they need more mentorship, and they need more of a community around entrepreneurship in order to to be successful. Manufacturing, as it's happened and continues to happen in this region, has been also successful on that clustering uh, and that cheerleading. There just hasn't been the same emphasis as a whole in, in terms of a big community development on entrepreneurship. And like we said, we have resources that... Exist. So it's going to be identifying and examining those resources, but really having a group of entrepreneurs and having those businesses and being more, you know, customer service savvy and listening to what they need in order for us to be successful. That's what it's going to take um, is just a little bit more of that culture and community around entrepreneurship and, and less telling entrepreneurs what they need.
0: And you mentioned earlier the approach to clusters. And I wonder that that's something that we don't see necessarily in a lot of other models that are out there. Um, How important is clusters? What kind of clusters are you organizing in uh, Quintivation, And what are the challenges associated with that?
1: So the big, the greatest thing about clusters is that when you have a cluster of entrepreneurs do something, that means that something is right in your region, that the water is right. And, the ingredients are there for those clusters to excel. And what we found in the region was when we got entrepreneurs together and we started cataloging who's here, really what we found for one was the biggest one was a Quinny Craft uh, beer and cider cluster. So we have 23 craft beer producers, and cideries and, and, their, uh, and their counterparts that, that make the ingredients from hop uh, growers to barred Owl. Malt is a company that makes malt, uh, barn floor malt, which is a really neat process. So that was, that was one group we put together. Another one that was really fascinating, we put together, together Accelerator and looking who is interested in growth stage, we're software development companies. And we have almost a dozen of them here in the region. And we did not know the existed until we started the exercise. And what's really important about clusters is once one or two or three of those businesses start to see they're here, one, they help each other. They're interested in some of the same resources. Sometimes it's a supply chain management that works for them. For instance, in Quinny Craft, they they share resources like everything from kegs to producers of malt to ingredients to festivals. When it comes to software and tech, they're looking for pockets of higher internet, so they're using spaces with higher internet. They're sharing cloud, and really they're working together. And we always say that one something that's that's really uh, a philosophy we take is the philosophy of abundance that more of something is better for everyone because there are enough resources to share. And we try to stay away from the philosophy of scarcity, that, that there isn't enough, that there should only be one or two. It's really that that philosophy of abundance where companies and people survive and they, and they thrive. And that's really why clusters are, are very important in any region, any community. Once they start networking and getting a, a really catalog of their businesses and entrepreneurs that are happening, we'll find their own clusters. And what's really great about cluster acceleration is when you get those clusters together and you start identifying them and, and really, again, finding which entrepreneurs w- who, who want to grow because you have to have entrepreneurs grow on their own. You can't make them. They have to want to do that. Once you find that in clusters, those clusters can excel and there's, there can be many jobs created. Some of the challenges we found with clusters is you really need, if you're going to grow in terms of a cluster, you need clear mandates and you need clear leaders. Same as we can't make companies grow who are small or medium to large, you you can't create leadership on your own through organizations. You have to help a culture where there's organic leadership and maybe help those leaders develop um, what they can to or, or mandates or, or what have you for motivations for those clusters to grow. And that's the biggest challenge we've had in this region. And that's something that we continue to work through. But I mean, those clusters are just fantastic.
0: The financial um, structure that you've put in place with Quintivation allows you to have a small team there uh, as well, I believe. Can you talk a little bit about that?
1: Yeah, so over the last uh, two years, we've now got a staff of three, which is fantastic. And it's a small team, Executive Director Rob Clute. We have a manager of our RevUp Accelerator, and that's Kathy Ireland. And Elisa uh, uh just joined us, and she's more sales and more programming and she's just been an amazing addition to that organization and that yeah that i mean again that was funded you know half through hotels and and through that desire to grow the region and half through private uh private sponsorship so that's been been fairly incredible considering what the resources we started with
0: and now that you're three years in, uh, you're still fairly new, but you've been at it enough to kind of work out some of the uh, bumps along the way, I think. And if we look ahead five years, where would you like Quintivation to be?
1: Well, I think that where Quintivation is looking at now, and I'm, off of, I'm the past chair, I'm off the board now since I became a politician, but uh, I think what we want to see is that it's leading the charge in entrepreneur development and, and acceleration in the region, and that we're seeing the region as a leader within Canada for rural growth. I think um, something that they're really looking at expanding on is the startup side of of what the resources are for the region, shared space, a shared uh, collaborative center. We'd love to have a rural innovation center developed. And where, where the organization is working at it right now is an or, old uh, Nortel building. Nortel was a, a staple uh, industry here in Belleville. It was, it was one of the biggest plants in Canada. It's a 280,000 square foot facility. And Coinnovation's in there right now, alongside a lot of other entrepreneurs. And we want to see that that grow and, and develop. I think you know the biggest, the hardest stage for entrepreneurship is startup that a lot of communities only focus on startup, but startup is incredibly important because so many businesses tend to not get past that startup stage. And the the bigger part of that startup and why it's important is you're identifying through, through working with businesses which businesses can get to growth. And in Canada, this is the, the biggest hurdle, and it's also going to be the biggest, biggest success if we're going to be successful rurally as a nation, is if we can get companies from startup to growth and get companies in growth stage, those companies in growth stage tend to grow uh, from 1 to 3 million or from 1 to 5 million, and in that case um, are hiring 10 to 20 employees. And that's the sweet spot where we'll see our rural regions saved by better Higher-paying jobs that uh, that are not just manufacturing. So that's kind of where we want to see Quinevation take the lead. It needs to just continue to build its uh, its success, and uh, and and really it's 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 doing right the right things right now.
0: Great and as we take that long-term view again looking to the future and uh, some of the things that we might need more broadly in Canada when it comes to uh, developing uh, rural innovation communities and regions, what advice do you have for community leaders and entrepreneurs in other rural areas who may want to mobilize the entrepreneurial spirit and the entrepreneurial community in this way on their own and what are some of the pitfalls to avoid and priorities to embrace in your experience?
1: Well, I think number one is get your community together, get your entrepreneurs together. Every community, every community has just incredible entrepreneurs. You know, we see it, and we've seen it for years here in this region. It's, it's normally the, the best entrepreneurs are the altruistic entrepreneurs who are, you see at galas who are giving back, who are just part of the community in every which way. And those are the leaders. Those are going to be the future leaders of your community and your region to bring that together. Number two is really just identify what's working well in your community. So, If, you know, again, we have craft beer that was working here in software tech, it might be something that's different from a resource, you know, something I didn't really speak too much about it is the need for schools. Entrepreneurship doesn't start when you're 19 or 20, or even end when you're 60. Entrepreneurship should start at grade one or grade two. And it should be going until the age of 90. You know, entrepreneurship is everywhere. And it's horizontal. It's not just business school, it's art, it's artists, it's artisans, it's you know, car car mechanics. It's you know, it's it is software tech. It is uh, craft beer makers. Entrepreneurship is is everyone. So I think in any any community, you can you can get those entrepreneurs together and just start having networking conversations. Start with coffee mornings, which we did for a couple of years under Startup Bay of which was um, which is a division of Startup Canada, and started to get people together. It's working with uh, Loyalist and and our Loyalist College and our our local college we have here, and it's programming. And soon, as we haven't had the time yet, we're hoping with high schools and, and working with those entities. And number three, the biggest one is, is growth stage. Find programs. There's a great program that is able to be expanded from Accelerate Okanagan called Rev Up, um, and it can be modeled in any community that really look at acceleration for businesses, that look at businesses that sometimes have been there for 20 years and weren't really thinking of growth. But if they can be convinced or if they and on their own merit, want to grow, those are the companies in Canada that, that are going to be the best companies. You know, they say Apple was 20, 25 years in a garage before it expanded and, and found growth. It's the same with, with so many across Canada. We tend to focus only on urban and only those companies and only those startups. But I'll tell you, it, it does exist and it can exist in any rural regions across this whole nation.
0: Well, you've given us some really practical advice there, uh, Ryan, and, and thank you very much for that. Thanks. for uh, you're, you're a busy guy with uh, the hotel business and your councillor role as well. And I thank you very much for coming on Spark and, and sharing your experiences with us. And I hope to touch base down the road a little bit with Quintivation again and see how things are progressing.
1: Fantastic. And if everyone wants to know more, it's Quintivation.ca. And they have a great team there and they're happy to, to reach out and help anyone who wants to reach out to them, any community, anywhere in the world.
0: Perfect. I'm sure there'll be some questions coming and we'll, we'll include the links on our Facebook page as well. Thanks again, Ryan.
1: Thank you very much.
0: And thanks to everyone for joining us this week. Please drop us a line with your ideas for upcoming episodes at info at ruralspark.ca. The Rural Spark team includes content producer Catherine Murphy and technical producer Tara Seabirth. Music by Jason Shaw. We wish you all the very best for the week ahead in your part of rural Canada.